0: First, for importance, let's get here. The Bucks don't stop here. The Bucks do not stop here. Game five win. First round playoff series win. Head into the second round after beating the Bulls 116 to 100. Last night of the Pfizer Forum, just about everyone had a hand in that victory for the Milwaukee Bucks last night. The Bulls done. And then you got the Milwaukee Two-Step, so you went from that to this Your Milwaukee Brewers Beat the Pittsburgh Pirates Again At PNC Park At seven in a row Over the Pirates A nice little victory for the crew Never doubted it As they went three to one That's nice And then finally, this one's not as long as the other songs, but it is music to everyone's ears. The NFL Draft is upon us tonight. Rowdy, what a day we have unfolding for us on a Thursday.
1: Yeah, what a weekend just in general. Yeah, no doubt, dude. Bucks advancing, like you said. Brewers continuing to beat the Pirates. And finally the NFL draft and I feel like just yesterday just on Twitter just so many random rumors and (laughs) sources and reports that were coming out about potential trades what guy is going to go first who the Packers are going to draft, what Chris Olave was saying about Aaron Rodgers. So much stuff yesterday.
0: Oh, and then did, did you see Randall Cobb, the, the 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 conspiracy theory yesterday? Randall Cobb trying to up Jordan Love's trade value. Did you see what Randall Cobb tweeted out yesterday? He tweeted out lead with love. That was it. And a lot of Packer fans Rowdy were already thinking, is that Randall Cobb saying another franchise can lead their team with Jordan Love? Oh, the drama, if you will. Uh, Have we seen any stories come out in the draft of people like, you know know how every year there's like, sometimes it's really nefarious, like, I, I hate to start the show off like this, but someone like drops in the draft because there's like, someone says that they're pregnant or they were maybe assaulted or they got into a fight and then you have like... Like, what was it, uh, Tunzel coming out with the bong mask? That was the night of the draft. If you remember the bong mask? Have you heard any drama coming out for any players For people trying to, like, leak something to have them drop?
1: Funny you say the Tunzel stuff because, no, I haven't heard anything about, you know, like a rumor coming out no, for dude. some profiled, you know, draft pick should fall. But I did see that there was the Tunzel with the gas mask, and it was like, uh, it was clearly... Uh, Tunzel with the gas mask from what was that hoof probably about seven, eight years ago now. Was it that long already? But um, the funny part about it was breaking like pictures of Chris Alave. Like it was clearly Packer fans that were doing it <laughs> when it's clearly a chunkier uh, Jeremy Tunzel in the mask, but it was pretty funny.
0: Uh, let's see here uh, the day before. So yesterday, uh, Laramie Tumzel, the Texans left tackle, tweets out that he's moving past his draft night incident by minting a non-fungible token, an NFT, of his infamous gas mask video. Now, I really don't understand these NFT. I mean, I do, but I don't. Uh, Rowdy, I don't own an NFT. I'm pretty sure you don't own an NFT, correct? No. The only person I know who owns an NFT was my youngest brother, Nick, and he bought it and then immediately has lost money on it and he's nowhere near close to what he paid for it. He didn't pay a lot for it, but I know he's already lost money on it. That's the only person I know that has an NFT is my youngest brother. And he he, he fancies himself a money man, Rowdy. He fancies himself a smart investor.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna start just calling him Alibaba. <laughs> Okay, Alibaba. All right, Alibaba. But he has already lost money on his NFT. But if you
0: are in the NFT business or like it, apparently you can buy Laramie Tunsil's infamous gas mask video as an NFT. One of the greatest draft moments of all time. When he was pictured wearing, yes, a gas mask, but used for attaching to a bong. Dude, one of the greatest draft moments, and Rowdy, the draft is upon us. Uh, Gotta talk draft moments today. Obviously, I think one of the greatest draft moments have to be just right there for the Green Bay Packers. You look right at it. Oh, uh, and you talked about it. I think two days ago or maybe yesterday about you know the prowess of Ted Thompson. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers falling in the NFL's draft because of what character issues? Yeah, basically his attitude. His, his attitude. The pack. Where would the Packers be without an Aaron Rodgers? And that's a world that I don't want to think about because it'd be pretty dismal. Uh, but, Rowdy, one of the greatest draft moments has to be Aaron Rodgers falling in the draft and getting in the lap of Ted Thompson. I don't know how else you could argue differently. And then becoming what he became. It, yes, and then, yes. And throwing aside those attitude issues and being a you know four-time MVP and Super Bowl champion for the Green Bay Packers. You got any other good ones? Let's see here right at the top of your head before I like really dive in. I, I got to say what uh, Johnny Manziel nervously sipping his water bottle and then getting all hacked off and, and leaving. That's got to
1: be a good one, right? I would say one that uh, doesn't particularly have to do with anyone in the green room during the draft, but how about um, Thomas, former Badger offensive lineman? being like videoing himself with his dad fishing.
0: Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to the draft. I'm going to go fishing.
1: Call me on the boat. Yeah. Like that. That's one of them. Mm -hmm. That's, that's not a green
0: room one. No, but I mean, that's that's one of the coolest. Like, I don't care about your, you know, your dance, your, your dog and pony show here. I'm going to go fishing with my dad. If I get drafted, which I'm sure I will give me a call. If I'm not reeling in a big fish,
1: that's pretty badass. Trying to think of some other ones.
0: Did um did Geno Smith just walk up out of the and leave from the draft? I'm trying to remember because didn't he fall? I think he just like up and left. Said screw it, I'm out of here. Um, you got to go back not too far, but how about the hilarity of all this? It was the 2020 draft, you know, in the height of COVID, and it was in Roger Goodell's basement. And Roger Goodell's looking at a TV behind him, like everyone get loud. It's like, dude, you're that
1: just, was awful. You're just looking at a TV. That was terrible.
0: And then all the stories, because you, you know, in the in the height of COVID, everyone had to drum up all the sob drama stories, right? And every story about a draft, would be like this man had to walk over dead bodies both way uphill to practice every day in shoes made of cardboard. And then you go and looked at his house, and he lived in like
1: like a suburban mansion. <laughs>
0: Remember that from the stupid 2020 draft.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- well, a lot of those homes were actually like agent homes yeah, and or homes that they had already financed through the money that they knew that they were going to be getting. That's, but yeah, that's a good point. Some of them though did not like, it was pretty funny that all of a sudden they went from walking to school five miles
0: barefoot yeah, with
1: rags, passing over dead bodies multiple times. <laughs> it's like,
0: It's like, okay, Every, everyone had just a sob story in the draft. You're like, all right, we get it. Okay, 2020 is already just, you know depressing enough, we don't need to keep going on with this. And
1: then I think the real sob story at the end of the 2020 draft has to be the you know, you had all of those guys that were in, they, they kept talking about all of their you know tough times growing up, but they were all in nice homes, yeah. And then you had Henry Ruggs, who was in his family's home, which. I don't know how many people would say it was a nice home. Yeah. I mean, I was, to think of, then, was they
0: had like the, the the blankets over the, the windows and it was like his whole family sitting there and, and
1: let's, I don't think it was very modern inside to describe no. it. And then the guy gets life changing money and makes a terrible mistake. And now his life is ruined.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually kind of forgot about that side of the story. Yeah, that is a t- <laughs> not a good story right there. A uh, lot of bad stories, a lot of good stories, a lot of stories in between for the NFL's draft tonight. Uh, What's it getting away? 7 o'clock is only a 7 o'clock. sir Uh in Viva Las Vegas, my friends. We're going to dive into the Green Bay Packers, their needs, uh, who we think Rowdy's been breaking them down one position every day. We're actually going to go two today. Uh, you got, uh, what, cornerbacks today, Rowdy? And yeah, then... we'll do
1: corners, and then I save receivers best for last. Yep. I was uh, messing around with some mock drafts on profootballfocus.com. First one I did, just didn't even realize that I had it set to three rounds. Oh, my God, if if that happened, I'd I'd be in love.
0: Uh, yeah, so Rowdy threw his, uh, his uh, what did you call it, your dream draft, your dream mock draft for the Green Bay Packers? And then a, a lot count? of
1: people were commenting about how Traylon Burke did not move the needle for them at receiver. Well, it's a mock draft. So it's random who's left on the board. Mm -hmm. It's like you're the GM and randomly they draft guys ahead of you for needs and you know, the, for the teams that are ahead. So Chris Olave was already gone. And were you, were you stressing in the mock draft you're doing? No, but like, well, I'll talk more about this later, but Traylon Burks is a guy that I like. He was still on the board. A lot of those top guys weren't took him and then went from there Ended up really loving that draft in the first three rounds, though.
0: Oh, and Rowdy, in your mock draft, you ended up getting a name that spurned another nickname, spawned another nickname for young Ben Kenny. You got Nick Benito for the Green Bay Packers in the second round, and that had Polly call in. And uh, Well, that's where Polly got it
1: from because we were talking yeah. about edge rushers that day, and I talked about Nick Benito.
0: And you got, and Rowdy, I saw you checking this guy out in the office the other day, doing a little research in this other second round of the 59th pick. Is that you Tolbert Jalen Tolbert? That out of South is Alabama. Him. <laughs> it's all, it's all coming together rowdy. And then the guard Cole strange on a Chattanooga uh, coming in for Rowdy's, uh Let's see here. Uh, dream mock draft. And I that's, like this. If
1: they, and that's, that's if they stick with five uh, picks in the top 93, I did see some chatter yesterday on the Twitter sphere about the Atlanta Falcons making a push to trade for Jordan Love because they covet him more than any other quarterback in this draft.
0: I'm telling you, dude, go look at what Randall Cobb tweeted out at 1.34 yesterday afternoon. It says, it's three words, lead with love. And the love is capitalized, i.e. someone's last name. Lead with love. Now is is the Atlanta Falcons is following with Randall Cobb?
1: capitalized, too. It is not. Is lead capitalized? Probably. It
0: is sort of the sentence. Yep. <laughs> lead capitalized with, not capitalized, love capitalized, i.e. Jordan Love. Do, do the Atlanta Falcons follow Randall Cobb? If so, they I hope they saw the tweet. If not, I'm sure someone sent it to them. We're right there, Rowdy. Lead with love. But yeah,
1: I saw that Falcons news with Jordan Love, and then I saw other people reporting about how they're not alone. There are other teams that could potentially be looking for a quarterback that also covet Jordan Love as if not the best quarterback in this draft, if he was coming out, one of the better ones in this draft, AKA if a lot of people that I saw not too long ago thought that they could get maybe a third round pick for Jordan love. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when the last season was kind of progressing, they were talking about, Oh, you probably could get a second round pick for him. Now, all of a sudden you're talking about maybe a first round pick because Ooh. teams are, 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 coveting them the way that <laughs> they are. I mean, if, if true, if I could get a first-round pick for Jordan Love right now, I have to pull the trigger. No, oh, you have to. When, I'm getting when, at least my value back. When's Jordan
0: Love going to play? Unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. When's Jordan Love going to play? Yeah,
1: if, if you look at Aaron Rodgers' contract, it looks like he signed on for a guaranteed two years, probably three years. But Jordan Love's contract, if you pick up his rookie deal fifth-year option... He still would be playing the, till the end of Jordan Love's contract. Would you really want to sign Jordan Love to a second year no. or a second contract after no. really never seeing him play? No. And that's no, and that's no. and that's if they pick up that fifth year option.
0: No, Rowdy, no. All right, well, all. I mean, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. The NFL Draft is here, my friends. We have the Milwaukee Bucks taking down the Chicago Bulls in the first round. They now take on the Boston Celtics starting Sunday as game one at TD Garden. The Milwaukee Brewers continue on beating the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're looking, I mean, the pitching. Dude, Josh Hader, 10th save of the season, first pitcher to double digits uh, when it comes to saves. He's got to be on pace for more than 81 now. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) Josh, Josh Hader on pace for 80 whatever the math is, more than 81 saves here in this early season, man. Unbelievable. It would be because
1: he's got 10, correct? He's got 10, 10 last night. Yes, sir. A little over 85, 85. <laughs> you would think that once we uh, were talking about it, how he was on pace yesterday for 81 saves, mm-hmm. that there's only one way that that could go and that would be down. Until they played later that night. He picked up another save yeah. and he went now up. it's eighty five and change.
0: And he went up. And the question now remains is oh, what did I ask yesterday? Josh or Josh Hader over sixty two was it what did he do? Sixty two for K Rod? Yeah, K Rod. <laughs> was it Josh Hader over sixty two saves this season or Christian Yelich over fifteen home runs? Which which would be more likely? Which would you choose?
1: See if you would ask me at the beginning of the year, since um jo- Josh is pretty much guaranteed for thirty five saves a year and maybe blowing 2 mm-hmm. I would have went with Christian Yelich even if you would have gave me Josh Hader at 45. (laughs) Just because Christian Yelich, if you look. It's tough,
0: dude. It's tough.
1: You look how he had nine home runs last year, but he had a bad back. He was. There were still question marks about his kneecap. Clearly, his launch angle was way off last year. He
0: got a hit last night.
1: Um, yeah, really hard ground ball to the first base side. (laughs) Yeah. You got a hit last night. Um, if you would have asked me, I would have just said just in general, him being healthier with the back and the knee, just two years out from the knee now and and a year out from the back injury. I probably would have said, man, he couldn't do worse than nine home runs. But if you look at his pace, he's currently on pace to do the exact same as nine home runs last year. Now, granted we haven't went through the warm months or the dog days of summer yet, but, uh, Again, Christian Yelich has looked good in two games.
0: All right, we'll get to it, but here's the thing. It is also the NFL's draft predictor. Today, I want you to call in 608-321-1670, tweet it in at Zone Madison, uh, Zone Madison on Facebook. You can hit me up at my Twitter account, Ebo Says. You can hit Rowdy up at Rowdy underscore Razor. I see RJ over here waiting in the wings. You can hit RJ up. At Brock Talk 84, he's shaking his head no. You can just pass along, RJ. At Brock Talk 84, for the draft predictor, who will the Green Bay Packers draft with their first pick? Their first pick. Not the whole thing. I just want pick numero uno for the Green Bay Packers. Who do they draft? I'll put your name on the list and the name that you have of them taking with what is it, the 22nd, Rowdy? The 22nd yep. pick.
1: Currently the 22nd pick. Who knows, that could change while we're on air.
0: I don't, do we do a, tr- can we say it trade? Can we say trade for a pick?
1: No, that's just. That's too easy. Yeah. If you think they're going to trade up, go with a prospect that's probably not going to be on the board for 22.
0: Yep. And if you do hit it, only, now I would say one person only did it, our guy JD and MSN. But then I think Langer calls in and says he complains that he actually hit one too. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think Nick's a liar. Two people have only ever predicted correctly. Rob Reichel
1: also said Jordan Love in 2020. He
0: did get it right. By the way, Rob Reichel today. He did get it right, but he's not in the running for prizes. If you do get it, two people in the history of the draft predictor and how long have I been here? Like eight years, nine years, whatever it is, have ever gotten it right. Call it in at 6 Yeah, let's just keep 70. it the
1: same so they have the 22nd pick. And if you think they're going to trade up and go get, like, Garrett Wilson yeah, or someone that's projected in the top 10, just list them at 22 anyways because we'll obviously figure out that you think they traded up.
0: Yep, exactly. So you get it in, and if you do pick it correctly, I got all kinds of goodies I can scrounge up for a prize pack for you. <laughs> Bucks take down the Chicago Bulls, game five, 116 to 100. It was never a doubt, Rowdy, as they're bludgeoning the Chicago Bulls to quote a scene from The Simpsons when Homer is posing as Krusty the Clown at a Krusty Burger opening and the hamburglar is there. Homer starts beating him senselessly into the pavement and the kid goes, Stop, stop, he's already dead. That would be the Chicago Bulls. Homer would be the Bucks beating them senselessly. Bucks just stomp. Yeah, Chicago. pretty
1: much everyone but Drew Holiday was shooting the basketball really well. And then on the opposing side for the Chicago Bulls, I don't think anybody shot the ball well. Well, take that back. Was it Patrick Williams? Oh, uh, one of the guys here. that was shooting pretty here. decent. But, I mean, there were so many wide-open opportunities. And they were even talking about it. Was it uh, Stan Van Gundy on the call? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, man, the Bulls are just oh, missing
0: open shots. He's well, like, he's like, I've never seen a team miss so many wide open looks. He said it like he said it multiple times last night. Well,
1: because at, at times they really were open, or what you would consider to be decently open in the NBA. And Demar Derozan just got absolutely neutralized since Game Two. Yeah, the he, Chicago
0: Bulls put an impromptu Masons convention on at the Pfizer Forum. Clank, clank, clank. Brick after brick. Hence the Masons convention. But yeah, Rowdy, now it's the Boston Celtics. Second round, Boston Celtics, the number two seed. Uh, 40 minutes ago, uh, young Ben Kenny just sent this to us. Uh, Shams has uh, tweeted this out. The left MCL injury of Bucks all-star Chris Middleton is a grade two sprain, and he is expected to miss the entire second round series against the Celtics. The recovery of grade two MCL places a potential conference finals in jeopardy for Chris Middleton as well. Here's the thing. Obviously, the Bucs are better with Chris Middleton, but without him, and I know the level of competition is a little different with the Chicago Bulls.
1: And the Bulls did lose Caruso. They lost Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Bucks have not missed a beat without
0: Chris Middleton, but... The Boston Celtics are one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the NBA uh, in these playoffs. They are really, really good and things are really coming together for them. But playoff Giannis has been activated.
1: Now, they actually talked about this on the TNT broadcast after the game, and it was kind of like a battle of the Hall of Famers with Shaq and Charles Barkley going at it because they were talking about this upcoming series since it was set. And they were talking, obviously, about how the Celtics rolled the Nets. No one really saw that coming. Uh, Tatum was playing out of his mind, arguably the best player in the NBA right now. And then Charles Barkley looks at Shaq and goes, the best player in the NBA? Did we not just watch Giannis? Are they not the defending champs? And he goes, something about uh, along the lines of like, these are these guys are dogs. They showed you last year that they're champions. The they have almost the same team. You could argue they're better. Giannis is playing even better than he has. He continues to get better, and him and Shaq were just going back and forth about who the best player in the NBA was right now, Jason Tatum or uh, Giannis.
0: Well, Rowdy, you, uh, you're, you're no stranger to telling it like it is. Jason Tatum or Giannis, who would you rather have?
1: I think right now, when you look at both, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be honest. I, it's I, great under, freak. I understand Jason Tatum played really well, and, but when you have a guy that's won MVP before and you have a guy that's one uh, defensive player of the year and he's been in the running for those two awards, which seems like every single year for the last like four years, mm-hmm. I'll take him and he just won his first championship last year and they're trying to repeat. I'll take Giannis. I'll take Giannis all day and twice on Sunday. Hi, Milwaukee. I'm Giannis Kumbo. Can you say my name? Now, if you would have asked me this exact question in 2019 or even the bubble season, 2020, Mm -hmm. and Jason Tatum was playing at the current level he's at right now, I'd probably take Tatum. But? But Giannis has continued to get better every single season, and he's now shooting free throws at roughly 70%.
0: Giannis is the man. I mean, playoff Giannis is... Insane. He's the Terminator. He's like the nice Terminator. It's like in ter- I know you haven't seen the movie, Brody, but in Terminator Two,
1: I never will, so you can spoil it. What's a, what? I don't think I'm. Spoiling I have you. like actors that I just don't get down. What's with. What's wrong with Arnold? What's wrong? With, what's wrong with Arnie? I just—he's the man. Not in. Not into Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Not into Tom Cruise Dude. movies. Well, Tom. Tom Cruise is. Tom. Tom Cruise is weird.
0: Right, he's a weird guy. But here's the thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude, you got to check out Total Recall. You got to do Terminator 1 and 2. You got to do. God, there's so many good Arnold movies. Uh, Running Man. No, that's a movie. But Rowdy, in Terminator 2, um, the Terminator comes back. So in Terminator 1, Arnold's a bad Terminator. He's going to kill John Connors uh, because the robots become self-aware of Skynet. Sends it back in time. And then Kyle Reese comes back in time. Ends up boinking uh, Sarah Connors. Therefore, that's how you get John Connors because they're trying to kill John Connors before he born. Then in Terminator 2, Arnold comes back, the Terminator, and everyone thinks he's bad. But turns out John Connor in the future found the Terminator, made him good, sent him back into time to protect a young John Connor as the new Terminator came that was a liquid Terminator to kill John Connor as a kid. But Arnold
1: becomes the good Terminator. What I'm trying to get at is Giannis Ndokumbo. Dude, Nacumbo. you explaining this makes me want to go watch a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> what I'm trying to get at, though, is Giannis
0: Kumbo is from Terminator 2. He's the good Terminator. He's the guy that will just do anything and everything for you. Uh, I guess in this sense, we'd be John Connor. Because Giannis will do anything for the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks is John. The fan base would be John. Anyways, Rowdy, I he's shouldn't a even good hate on Tom
1: Cruise. Like he's I, a good Terminator. I like some of his stuff, but some of the stuff it's no. T two was like
0: one of the greatest movies ever made. And you should also watch Kindergarten Cop. That's a good one too. Okay, Tom, or Twins
1: with Danny DeVito. Tom under, underrated Tom Cruise movie, American Made.
0: Okay, where he's so like the one. he's like the,
1: the, the drugs the drug yeah drug smuggler. Um, let's see. Valkyrie, uh, Last Samurai. I do enjoy I, Last Samurai. I don't get into the Mission Impossible. Sorry. I, well, there's like a hundred Dude, of the them. first
0: one's awesome. The second one's a little iffy. Then it gets a little better than the third. Then I fell off.
1: Eyes Wide Shut's interesting just from the background of what it's based on.
0: You got to check out the Edge of Tomorrow of Tom Cruise. That movie's sick. Edge of Tomorrow. Rowdy. But Tom Cruise, I mean, big Scientology guy. He's, Scientology, the Scientologist made a statue of him. It's huge. He's in the buff too. Let's go to the phones quick. Good morning. Who's this? What's
2: going on, boys? Paulie. Yeah. Hey, what up, dude? You sounded surprised. Well, you sounded a little different at first. Oh. Um, did you get that uh, DM I sent you about the wings?
0: Uh, let me let me let me look here. Check,
2: check it. Check it in the group. But uh, it's because they were just reminding me because uh, Z and the D was looking for a place in Green Bay. <laughs> For the for the draft. Oh part. yeah, for the
0: draft. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh here it is the the bar.
2: The bar in Lionkill. Yeah.
0: So let's see here. Which player do you think the Packers will choose with their first pick in the twenty twenty? Apply through guesses. Share the post to win surprises, and you can win some wings. Look at that. We're giving away free wings for a year.
2: Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyways, <laughs> I, that, that whole that whole Jeff, Jeff thing. I didn't know. I didn't even know if it was meme or Mimi. But <laughs> Bryce hey, Harper called it.
1: There's some other people that did the same thing.
2: Bryce Harper called Bryce Harper called it a may-may. Because well, I started. I'm just going with Jiff because it reminds me of peanut butter and not guilt, which is something I don't want to say on the radio. You know. Well, you know? I mean, we,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, no? yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, dude, and check out Predator. Predator is a great Arnold movie too, Brody. The body mass alone in Predator. Oof. Do see the body Ventura? Oh. All right, sorry. What are you saying, Paulie?
2: Uh, the, you were talking about the Wizard of Oz earlier too. <laughs> did you see? Did you see? Yes, uh, we did you know a midget? A midget? A uh, little I'm person, a please. Munch- little person. A munchkin. A munchkin. Hung himself in that after the witch throws fireballs at. I thought. At I the thought sheriff. that was like a. I thought that
0: was like a, a tall tale or something. But I did hear that. Yes. Well,
2: I I can tell you this right now. If you watch that scene and you look about two thirds of the way up the screen in the back, you'll see someone climb up something and jump off it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Whether he's actually dead or not, I don't know, but I've seen that.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure if he wasn't then, I'm sure he is now.
2: Oh yeah, and hey, um, R.I.P. They say they say uh, you got what was it last year? Bucks and six. Well, it's Bucks and six been gonna, a thing for a while. I think I think it's gonna be Celtics and six.
0: Oh yeah, you're a Celtics fan, yeah, Pauly. So yeah. Uh, Celtics probably the hottest team in the playoffs. Yes, as a Celtics fan that you are, uh, any worry about the Terminator that is Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks?
2: not really because they have enough guys to contain him i mean they're not going to stop him but they can slow him down you know what i mean yeah um and just worry so you're going about the celtics else. at season 6 they go they huh
0: the season 6 celtics six.
2: yeah 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 um i, I think it's going to be a good series i think maybe celtics might win the first two and then the bucks might win the next two and then uh, you know and then I think the Celtics will win the two after that, but we'll see. I don't know. It, the the Celtics almost drafted Markel Fultz. You know, you know who he is, right? Yeah, you guys yep. can
1: thank Danny Ainge for that.
2: Yeah, and thank God because Tatum. He took a deal. lot of
1: he took a lot of heat in Boston, but uh, I think you could argue he put a pretty decent product on the court year in and year out.
2: Oh yeah, he's he's he definitely. I I, I was sad to see him step down, but it seems like. Um, With uh, with um, the coach stepping into his role, and then them hiring Umi Odoka, Odoka, that it seems like it's going well. Yeah. Well, I think you'll say that
0: until they get pummeled by the Bucks. I think this series between the Bucks and the Celtics is going to be the best matchup for you know the NBA playoffs. I mean, this is this is a really good one.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be close. I think. I I haven't even seen any lines yet or anything. I don't know if you guys have, but
0: Uh, I don't think they're. I can check real quick and look.
2: And I'm sure the Celtics will be favored by. Well, I know this. I saw on ESPN this morning, the Celtics have the second best odds, I believe.
0: Yeah, who's the number one again? Was the
2: number one Golden State Warriors? Yeah, they just just smashed
0: the Nuggets.
1: So
2: they Uh, don't. They don't
1: currently have a series price up, from what I can see, but. They do have the Celtics having the best odds to win the East and the Bucks having the third best.
2: Well, and that's the best that Celtics defense is the best defense since the Pistons won it, I think, in O four or something like that. With Rip Hamilton and those guys. It's yeah. no joke. It's Hell tough. Yeah, they play deep. They play defense from, from like 1 to 6 or 7. Yeah,
0: they're I mean, they're hot. Giannis Ndokumo said after the game against the Bulls yesterday that he, he doesn't watch any basketball while he's in the playoff mode. He had no idea the Celtics were as hot as they are.
2: Yeah, well, he's going to find out. I think, well, Martin, I think the Celtics are going to
0: find out. They're going to come get some.
1: Looking at this cornerback position, I personally don't think that the Green Bay Packers use a first-round pick on corner. Look at what they just did. You have Jair Alexander, who's currently on his last year. He's probably going to get an extension at least sometime in the next year. Yeah, He's one of the best corners in football. You have Eric Stokes. Who was your first round pick last year and played above average, especially for a rookie, and then you signed Rasul Douglas to a three year deal for a guy that came in and played really well for two thirds of a season for Green Bay, so you do have three pretty good corners, but you did lose Chandon Sullivan, who was a a good slot corner and and you did lose Kevin King at this point, who now, as much as we love to hate on Kevin King. He wasn't awful, awful. He's still graded out. (laughs) He's still graded out as a bottom level starter.
0: It wasn't awful, awful. awful.
1: If you look at this draft, I don't think the Packers spend a first round pick in this NFL draft on a corner. I mean, you have sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Who's projected to go top. I'm sorry. Sauce Sauce Gardner. Hell yeah. He's projected to go top 10. No way are they drafting a guy like this. Trent McDuffie's supposed to be the second best uh, corner in this draft out of Washington. Again, he's supposed to go in the top 15. There's no way in my mind that uh, he has any shot of going to the Packers. And Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU, everybody loves his upside and his athleticism. No way in my mind that any of those top three guys are going to be available even at 22 for the Green Bay Packers if they did want to select a corner. And just on top of that, there's an, probably going to be about five corners taken because you have Kyrie Elam and you also have Andrew Booth who are both probably going to sneak into the late first round. Don't think the Packers go after any of them. So when I started going through it and looking for – Green Bay Packers, I instantly started looking at second and third round value and this is where I started coming up with Roger McCreary out of Auburn. This is a guy that uh, really physical, really good press cover man. He does struggle versus height though, which could be an issue and he does lack some uh, play strength and just length in general, but he's projected right now to be a second or third round pick. He needs some lifts in his shoes if he struggles with height. And he needs to get stronger. Yeah. So maybe a couple different lifts in his life. <laughs> get well, stronger. Done. well done, Rowdy. <laughs> another guy here, Marcus Jones out of Houston. Now, the reason why I really like this guy, another second, third round value pick, he did play a lot of corner. But one of the big things that when I've been looking at some of these uh, guys that might not necessarily be like in the top two rounds for the Packers, can they bring versatility? And this guy was an electric kick and punt returner Ooh. as well as a gunner. For Houston and their special teams, so this would be like a a special teams jack of all trades, and then also a decent value corner in the second or third round.
0: Well, if he's good at special teams and you know you know kickoff and punt returns, the Packers want nothing to do with him. Yeah, yeah. Pr- they're
1: like, no, thank you. Probably won't work. Doesn't, like, nah, that's, doesn't, that's doesn't, a, a, a no for me, Doug. Yeah. Nah. Nah, that's a no for me, dog. Then there's a there's a couple of these other guys that are are coming from <laughs> uh, smaller schools where they caught a ton of NFL traits, but they haven't played the competition and they haven't consistently been great. Like you have Joshua Williams out of Fayetteville state and you have Zion McCollum out of Sam Houston state. I mean, these are two guys that both have size. They both are known as being ball Hawks. They have the traits, but literally their biggest thing is lack of competition. Like they haven't played anybody. And now Does that mean they have room to grow against playing better competition? Don't we all have room to grow Rowdy? Or is it, they were just that good because they were playing like basically the twos and threes on Wisconsin's (laughs) team. We'll see. But I mean, looking at those guys in the third to fourth round, maybe you like the upside there. Maybe Uh, another (laughs) couple guys in that third to fourth round is uh, Jalen Armour Davis out of Alabama. Again, we know if you go to Alabama, you have the traits. Like, almost every kid coming out on defense on Alabama has traits. Yeah. But kind of his is not willing to tackle. Didn't play a ton at Alabama. Not willing to tackle. Very, very developmental. You know the last guy that wasn't very willing to tackle that was at corner for a a decent amount of time for the Packers? His name was Kevin King. Yeah, he's he's awful, but he's not awful, awful. And not a lot of people like that. But also, you have a, a guy in... Tariq Woolen, he kind of fits those those other two I mentioned. Small school guy. Texas San Antonio. Only played corner for two years, but he's got the traits. He has the size. It's a guy that's gotten better in two straight years because he's learning the position. These these are all guys that it's like third, fourth round. Some ability there. You might uh, be able to get them in that top 100. Yeah. But then after that, I mean, I only had three guys after that that are kind of later round. Hey, what are we doing here? Maybe you got some traits. Maybe you are a good special teams player. And those were to Durant and uh, Durant supposed to be a pretty decent player. I mean, he's, he's smaller. Like, this is the thing. Once you get into like the third to seventh round, all these guys have wards. Like, Oh yeah. Everyone has something against them. Again, another small school kid has the traits, but he's a little bit smaller, really good ball skills struggles with guys that are taller. That kind of nice. happens when you're short. Makes sense? Mm-hmm. You get boxed out easy, Makes trust sense. me. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last two guys, uh Damarian Williams out of Houston another Houston corner that I liked he was a guy extremely versatile they think he could also be used as a safety really good character guy locker room again he's projected fifth round and then the last one on the list for me Martin Emerson out of Mississippi State he's a fifth sixth round pick they said he's got pretty good coverage skills really struggles at tackling but he does have some good special teams ability you're kind of just looking for guys to round out your roster once you're yeah. getting in oh, yeah, for sure. fifth, sixth, seventh round. So that that's kind of my recap on corners. Saving wide receivers for the last one because I think that's the most important for everyone.
0: Oh, yeah. Wide receiver is the one that everyone has dialed into for the Green Bay Packers. Do you need music for this one? The final, The final one of your position breakdown for the NFL's
1: draft? The very last receiver group. And it's, I wanted you to have your time in the sun, Rowdy. So everyone knows that the top 10 receivers in this class are pretty good. We know that the last couple of years, the NFL drafts for receivers have been pretty good and extremely deep this year. In my opinion, not nearly as deep as the last two years, but there is still quite a bit of talent. Now, when you look at, At some of the best guys in this draft, in my opinion, like Rob Reichel was saying, Jamison Williams, he's coming off an ACL. He, like Rob said, probably ends up being the best receiver in this draft in three years. Mm -hmm. Not a guy that's going to be on the Packers radar because they got to win now. Also, Garrett Wilson, another guy that I think is probably the second best when you talk about ceilings. Yeah. He's a guy that will the Green Bay Packers be able to trade up high enough or will they want to trade up high enough to go draft him? So I get that there's these other guys that are up there. Again, I'm going with uh, I'm going with receivers that I like and that I think will be in range, and th- this is where the Packers do not make any trades up or down. Uh, obviously, my favorite receiver in this draft that could potentially still be on the board at 22, everyone said it. Every single expert, Rob Reichel, pretty much anyone in the know. You saw all the media talking about what he said about Aaron Rodgers in the future. Chris Olave out of Ohio State. I mean, Rob already broke him down. Extremely good route runner. Can play outside, can play inside. The one thing that I actually really liked about him is... He was really good at the scramble drill. Remember when Aaron Rodgers had like the Greg Jennings, the Jordy Nelsons, and it was basically roll the football out there and go play. Yeah, He's extremely good at that too. But like Rob said, lacks play strength. That's obviously my number one target at the wide receiver position for the Green Bay Packers. Now the guy that I'm higher on than I think most people is actually Traylon Burks. I mean, the guy's huge, really good ball tracker. He's a playmaker. He had really good tape, but he didn't he wasn't necessarily the best when it came to his uh combine numbers. Ran a little bit slower 40 than what they were hoping for. But my biggest thing is like there are guys that perform really well at the combine and then there are guys that are football players. And when you watch tape or watch this guy play for Arkansas last year, there were times where like when he was playing the Alabama's and teams like that of the world where he'd make a nice catch deep. And no one would catch up to him. Now, did he run poorly at the 40, or the 40 at the combine? Yeah. But how come every time I watch his tape, hardly anyone runs him down? I think he's... That's a good question. Maybe he's better in pads. He carries the pads. Well, I think a lot of people are actually sleeping on Traylon Burke. I like him. Another guy that's late first, maybe early second, that uh, I think could be a really good player, especially with Aaron Rodgers, is Jahan Dotson. We talked about him good route runner. He's a guy that'll be able to develop into a three-level wide receiver where he can threaten in the flats, over the middle and deep. The only thing he's got going against him is that he also is very very small and, and thin. I think he goes at like 5'11, like 180 roughly, so extremely thin again. Yeah. But then here, once we start getting into those later rounds, uh you look at more or less you're outside of that top 10 what kind of traits do you like that's where my uh jalen tolbert out of south alabama turns up that
3: you, he's projected
1: currently right now late second early third round really good athlete played at south alabama so it's kind of like the lack of competition but extremely powerful has a good burst had some concentration drops but so did Devonte adams yeah they call him drop Adams for a while. Another guy like that's p- probably more of a third rounder, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati. Now, this guy didn't test very well either at the combine, but he's very physical, very big receiver, has a huge vertical, and he's basically going to be like your possession receiver or like a, a red zone threat that's going to box some people out. And then once we get to these middle to late rounds here, I did like Danny Gray. And now Danny Gray was a wide receiver who was, I believe, out of SMU. He's a guy that has the potential to be more of a three level threat at wide receiver, but he's still kind of raw. Does have good feet, needs to add strength. Again, he's a guy that does drop the football from time to time. Uh, he's like a ceiling guy for me. I know that uh, Romeo Dubes is another ceiling guy for me. That's probably around a third, fourth round pick. You know, this is another guy, since the Packers seem to be on these type of guys' trails, that uh, Snoop Dogg would refer to as his nephew. Yo, what up, Neff? Because he played in the Snoop Dogg Football League as a kid. Yes, my nephew. Now, this is a guy, again, ton of traits, good hands, extremely good athlete, does have a limited route tree. Uh, a, a w- another guy that we all know is Bull Melton. He's a name. Bo. He, he's and it's B O. So no, not as hopefully as he doesn't be. stink.
0: B E A is the way preferred way to spell it. But
1: I mean, this is a guy that he doesn't do anything phenomenally, but he's solid at everything. And I think people could be sleeping on him, especially when they list him as potentially a fifth round pick. And then another another Big Ten guy that if he stays healthy could develop into a big-time player, and that's Jalen Naylor out of Michigan State. When healthy, now he's went down with three big injuries in the four years at uh, Michigan State, I believe. But it, when healthy, the guy can play at all three levels. He's extremely fast. He's got sprinter speed. But when
0: healthy, right?
1: Exactly. That's, but again, that's why you're taking flyers here once you get past the fourth round. And then uh, a couple other guys just to get him out there. Justin Ross is another fourth, fifth rounder. Now, this is a guy that actually had spinal fusion surgery Uh extremely good for Clemson two two three years ago but had that surgery on his neck did not come back 100% last year they're thinking maybe one full year after the surgery he'll come back but that was a guy that was extremely talented Uh extremely athletic has the size just didn't play up to his potential the two years prior, but it probably has something to do with that neck surgery. And yeah, one would think, but again, it's a fourth, fifth round flyer. And then the last two, I'm going to go with Trey Turner and the Dixon. These two guys kind of very uh, similar players, both sixth to seventh round picks, both guys with a lot of size. Both guys didn't test very well when it came to uh, combine. Turner did not run well. And or sorry, Dixon did not run well. Turner did not jump well. Turner's supposed to be like that basketball box out yeah. possession receiver that's going to get you some uh, scores in the red zone. Well, for being as big as he is and supposedly having the bloodline and the basketball background, he only jumped 27 inches. That's insane. I like that's insane that 27 inches is nothing. Or like the Gene Dixon, again, six four, good hands, big, big player, supposed to be that basketball type body. He had the vertical that was nearly 40 inches, but he ran a four six. I think it was four six three, That's which is passes. kind of like, but we have seen Quintez Cephas do the same yeah. thing, and he had some success before the collarbone. But yeah, those are kind of the receivers that I like the Packers to take a flyer on. But yeah, first round, there it is. give me Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, and if he's about to sneak in and it's later, Jahan Dotson. All right, there it is. Rowdy breaking it down for the wide receivers. What is
0: and what should never be? playing led zeppelin in honor of our guy rob reichel and for the draft some people think what is what they should pick and what should never be what they end up picking i.e the packers have not selected a wide receiver since 2002 Robbie, good morning it's draft day baby how are we feeling catch the wind see it spin sail away leave today right Even <laughs> rob we'll, you got it baby we'll, we'll, we'll
3: see where they leave uh about 11 o'clock tonight i i Hey, I, I feel great, but the pressure's not on me, right? It, it, it's on Brian. It's good to go to find, to find two guys in the next 48 hours who can catch passes next year.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing, Robbie. I You know, in, in uh, the dark night, it was... Um, uh, who said it, Rowdy? Some men just want to watch the world burn. Michael Keaton said it. Or not Michael Keaton, that was the original Batman. Who's, the, who's this butler again? Alfred. Yeah, Alfred said it. Uh, some men just want to watch the world burn, Rob. I, for the... Radio and streaming takes and just people calling and screaming into the abyss, I kind of, and this is sadistic of me, I kind of want to see the Packers not take a wide receiver in the first round just to hear the people freak out. Is that wrong with me? No,
3: no. No. It 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 starts and ends with you in in that radio station and the booth, doesn't anymore I mean, well, you're well, I'm going to trends too. In the history, you know, Rob. if they go offensive tackle, safety, or something like that tonight, I, I can't even imagine your callers. Well, tomorrow morning, I, I can't in, even believe, I can't even imagine the fan base. They'll, they'll be burning twelve sixty-five to the ground if right. If 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 if, 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 if doesn't leave tonight with with Traylon Burks or Chris Olave or Drake London or somebody like that, right? And, and hey, it's very possible he won't because right. I mean, we've talked about this. That the waters are so muddied there, guys, between picks 10 and 20 with all these teams that need wide receiver help that um, he, he cannot sit back at 22, I don't think, and get the wide receiver that he wants that's going to come in and, and give them immediate help uh, in, in 2022. If he sits there, guys, at pick 22 and waits and waits and waits, he might get about the sixth or seventh wide receiver on the board because there's going to be a crazy run in the middle of this draft and whether he wants to jump up and, and give up a second-round pick to move from, let's say, pick 22 to 14 or something like that, we're going to find out at about 8, 8, 8 or 8.30 tonight, and it, and it's going to make remarkably fascinating viewing for the, for the listeners and the audience out there. So,
0: Rob, every year we do the draft predictor where we say, hey, the Packers' first-round pick. Predict who they'll draft, and we'll hit you up with some swag. Only... I remember one, someone said they got it right. So I'll say two people have gotten it right in the, how long have we have been doing this? Seven, eight years, eight years of doing this. Two people have ever gotten it right. One was Kenny Clark and the other was, I don't even remember because I don't think it actually happened. But a Kenny Clark is the one I'll give. So all this time doing it, everyone always says wide receivers. In fact, today I got a list. Everyone has said a wide receiver, except two people have said a D tackle. Are we wrong in thinking that the Packers will uphold what they've been doing since two thousand and two and not take a wide receiver? Like, can they afford not to take like a Chris Olave if he's there?
3: No, I mean, I mean, evil. I mean, common sense and logic all. All points to the fact you you will see a wide receiver taken tonight, and you'll probably see a wide receiver taken tomorrow night. You know, again, they they have four of the top fifty nine. You know, picks twenty two, twenty eight, fifty three, fifty nine. Well, let's just assume they stand pat, and I don't think they will. The Gutukusa is going to have to be aggressive, but it, but if they use those four picks that they have, evil. They're going to come out of there, I would guess, with with two wide receivers, an offensive lineman, and probably a defensive lineman, maybe maybe an edge rusher, something like that. Um, if he, if he gets creative and he bounces around the board, he's going to move up into that top twelve to fifteen range for a wide receiver. Evo, there, there's no way this football team um, can go into the 2022 season knowing they're in a win now mode, a win now mentality. And, and try to line up and play football with with Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb who are old, uh, with Alan Lazard who can't run, and and with Amari Rogers who was just absolutely dreadful as a rookie. They cannot win enough football games, um, you know, with, with that group of of people. They they will not score enough points, Evo, right, to, to pass the Buccaneers, to pass the Rams. To, to stay ahead of teams like the Cardinals and the Cowboys, to, to find a way to get past the 49ers. Evo. It, it's not going to happen. He needs uh, two immediate contributors. Now, uh, he, he, let, let's be honest. Yeah, finding a Jamar Chase, finding a Justin Jefferson, the odds of that are are pretty long. Although they're better than they were ten or twenty years ago, because these guys are coming out and they're helping a lot quicker. But finding a guy that's going to catch eighty balls and you know a dozen touchdowns, the odds of that are pretty long. But he should be able to get a guy tonight, ball that has sixty catches this year, and he should be able to get a guy Tuesday, or I'm sorry, Friday night, that that's going to come in and catch forty to fifty balls, and then he can kind of fit in around those two guys. Uh, with with what he has you know gudokun's that is um and 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 piece together i would think uh en- enough help and, and and enough uh parts where that offense can still be in the top 10 or 12 but let's be honest it, i think Evo right now you're looking at Green Bay that the, it's, the 2022 version of the Packers is going to be a lot different than what we've seen oh, most yeah. of Aaron Rock's career. It's going to sure. be a run-first operation, and they're going to rely on their defense to win a lot of these football games.
0: Rob Reichel joining us right now. Rob, you love your work at Conley Media. Lafonio on Twitter at Rob Reichel. Really love your work at Forbes.com. In an article you had wrote, I wanted to pick your brain on this wide receiver. Uh, I'll, I'll read the headline. Fantastic headline. You wrote it, obviously. That's why it's so good. With their first pick, the Green Bay Packers should draft wideout Chris Olave. Can you expand on that for me, Robbie?
3: Well, I think he's the perfect Packer, first of all, Evo, and I think he's the guy who can help probably out of this class the most today. He may not be the best long-term. I, I think the best long-term is still going to end up being Jamison Williams, the Alabama kid, coming off the knee. If he recovers right, Evo, he would I mean had he not tore his knee, Williams, that is, in the national championship, you're looking at a top five, maybe a top three pick in this draft. So the upside for Williams is probably greater. But but the Packers cannot take a guy like Williams in this draft, largely, Evo, because he may give you absolutely nothing in 2022. And the, and the Packers are on a short window here with Aaron Rodgers and a lot of these players in terms of the win-now mentality. A lot of it can come in and help right away, Evo, and I think long-term, um, he, he's he's going to be a, a, a one for about four or five years, somewhere in the middle of his career, where he, where he's an eighty catch a year guy. Uh, a couple of these guys might have a little bit more upside uh, than Olave Evo, but but Olave uh, he he's he's ready to help today. Uh, you're going to get eight to ten years out of him and get a really good career. Uh, he came into Ohio State Evo, you know, which which is just packed with four and five star guys as a three star guy, which largely means you're going to spend a good chunk of your career on the bench. Well, Olave wasn't that kind of guy. He kind of ascended and ascended and he passed a lot of these four and five star guys along the way. And he wound up leading, uh, leaving Evo with more touchdowns than anybody in Ohio state history with 35. So he's a touchdown machine. He ran four, three, nine at the combine. Uh, he, he's terrific in and out of breaks quickly, Evo, in, in, in short space and, and, and his speed over the top is outstanding. So he can hurt people at all levels of the defense. Uh, He's mature. He's ready to help today. He's got to get stronger, Evo. He's a little bit weak right now for the league, and he could get bumped off the line from time to time. Uh, But his release is really good. Um, In terms of the wide receivers, Evo, that I think can come in and help Aaron Rodgers immediately, um, I I think Chris Olavi is the number one guy.
1: Yeah, and Robbie, to your point, like – There's a lot of receivers in this draft that have a lot of talent that are coming off ACL injuries. Even other players at positions, the Packers might potentially be interested in drafting like edge rusher. There's guys coming off ACL injuries where it's like if they were healthy, the Packers might actually take them in the first round. But now what do they do? You know what I mean? So you might have to go up. And get a Chris Olave if you want to go get him, or you're gonna to have to stay back and maybe take a guy that maybe wasn't in your top five.
3: Nelly, had they, for example, turned this team over to Jordan Love or had they traded Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders, let's say, you know, for Derek Carr, um, they they could probably attack this draft in a much different manner than they will. Again, they're gonna be looking for guys that Come in and and and, and maybe they maybe some of these guys Nelly are already at their ceiling, um, and 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 don't have a lot of room to move up. But they they need these guys to help immediately in 2022 if they're going to chase some guys. If had they had they gone a different route at quarterback in the in the off season, guys, and, and I'm not saying they should or shouldn't have, but had they done it, let's just say turn it over to Jordan Love, I mean a guy. That that you know that would have been perfect for them was Jamison Williams, for example. You you could sit for the year, let him redshirt, wait a year, and you might have the best wide receiver from this draft by twenty twenty three. Like you mentioned, Nelly, same thing with a couple of these edge rushers, outside linebackers, some other positions in the draft. You could almost play twenty twenty two as as a, as a borderline rebuilding or reloading or retooling type of a year, and and gone with some guys coming off an injury that ha- that might have some some real upside down the road. They're not going to do that, obviously. They're, they're going to look for people that can help today, um, and, and they're not quite as worried about 2025, 26, 27. And, and they're, they're they're obviously in a, in a win now in a, in a go-for-it mentality, Nellie. And um, that's why a lot of these guys, I would assume with knees and stuff like that coming back from injuries, guys they would have taken in past years, Um, are going to be probably off their board or certainly not as high on their board as they will be for some other teams.
1: Well, Robbie, that's why I think it's going to be really exciting over the next couple days for uh, Green Bay Packer fans in general, because people don't necessarily like when you draft a project, they want to see kind of instant gratification. They want the flashy Lamborghini wide receiver type player. I think a lot of people are going to be happy at the end of the first uh, three rounds after they see what the Packers do?
3: Maybe, Nellie, but then you look at it too, right? We, we should be talking three years down the road that the best wide receivers from this draft were George Pickens and Christian Watson or something like that, right? You know, Pickens coming off the injury. What, Watson's a young kid from from North Dakota State, 6'4", 210, with just ridiculous measurables. Um they didn't throw the ball to him a whole lot there. It just wasn't their style of offense at North Dakota State. But, he, but you know, he, he's a 4-3 guy. Nelly that, that could blossom in the right system and turn out to be a 90-catch guy. So, you know, down the road, it's going to be really fascinating how we evaluate this draft. Some of these guys coming off knees, some of these guys that are that are young and raw, again, that are going to take a year or two. And, and the Packers have been patient with players like that in the past, guys, and, and it's paid off. They've kind of trusted their board. They've said, all right, we might not get – um, right? Let, let's take Jordy Nelson, for example, they might not get 70 catches out of Nelson and, as a rookie, but, but three, four years in Nelson might be the best wide receiver from that always class. And, and he absolutely was, Right, I mean, Devontae Adams took a couple of years, guys, and he wound up being the best receiver from that 2014 class. They're going to look for guys, though, undoubtedly that can give them a lot more help today. And that they're not, again, they're not worried about 2024, 2025. They're they're in a two year window here, in all likelihood, with Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to try to win championships in that amount of time. And the only way to do it, guys, is is to get two or three people in the in the draft over the next three days that can catch passes from Rodgers immediately.
0: Rob Reichel joining us right now. If I'm on Twitter, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Robbie, something that, uh, you know, I I like to dabble in outside-the-box thinking. And when someone tells me something to my face, I always try to look at it at a different angle, especially if it's like a government position. I'm like, you're just lying through your teeth. But, Robbie, (laughs) I did see this. Randall Cobb on Twitter had this kind of just this ominous tweet. It said, lead with love. Lead with love. Love and the love was capitalized for you know someone's last name, i.e., Jordan Love. I- am I seeing this that the Atlanta Falcons are hot the trot on Jordan Love? Could Jordan Love be traded? You know, before the draft or today and during the draft? Could the
1: Packers come away with six picks in the top ninety-three and/or three first-round picks? I
0: don't think Jordan Love is going to be playing anytime soon unless Roderick gets hurt. Could we be seeing a little Jordan Love, a new jersey, new tracksuit, if you will? It it is a
3: fascinating thing to watch tonight, guys, and I'm glad you brought it up, Evo, because that is that is the hot rumor. Jordan Love to Atlanta. They're apparently uh, head over heels on him, and and there are a lot of scouts, and I've talked to some Evo in the last uh, couple of months that would put Jordan Love at the top of this draft class for quarterbacks. But let's be honest, this is a bad bad year uh, for quarterbacks. If now you'll you'll see probably guys a couple go in the top ten because teams panic and it's in, and they feel it's the only way uh, you know to to maybe get a guy and take a chance. But but if you were just ranking players, guys, um, it, 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 and forget positions, which obviously factor into it, you might not have a guy higher than the twentieth best player, and that, that's probably you know a guy like Kenny Pickett, for example, um, you know. That, that's just how bad the quarterback class is here. So these, these teams like Carolina, Seattle, Atlanta looking for quarterback help immediately here in 2022 probably aren't going to get it out of this draft class. Evo. Next year's draft class is much stronger. But the rumor is Jordan Love, uh, is, is certainly that Atlanta has a ton of interest in there. And, and Evo right now, I would think the worst Green Bay would get for him is a second round pick. Nellie, you talked about, you know, six inside the top ninety-three. I think you would I think you would get a second rounder tonight uh, for love if if if, if that's the, you know if Atlanta is that that desperate for help, just again, Atlanta doesn't have a quarterback heading into twenty twenty two guys. Love probably ranks at you know, after near the top of this particular draft class. So if you're the Falcons, why not why not take a chance there? And go in that direction. And if you're Green Bay guys, I'm not sure there's ever a better time to sell Jordan Love than there is tonight. I think his value right now might be as high uh, as, as, as you're going to get. You know, leading in you know leading in any kind of trade scenario. So, no, I, I certainly think the chances of that are, are reasonably solid, uh, Evo and Nelly. That, that 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 certainly could happen tonight.
1: Rob, would you argue that if they don't trade Jordan Love tonight in this draft? that he will probably be the Green Bay Packers' next starting quarterback once Aaron Rodgers moves on? There's,
3: a There's so many variables in that, you know, Nellie, they they obviously could lock him up for as many as five years based on the fact he was a first-round draft pick. He's heading into year three. They, you know, a year from now they'd have to pick up that fifth-year option, and, and that would be the most telling time, whether they believe he's their quarterback of of, of the future or not. Um the Rogers part of this is just such a mystery, guys, right? Because he's going to go year to year now, in all likelihood, for the you know for the next two or three years. That's the way that contract is is structured, and he's got some easy outs and and things like that. That you're going we're going to be sitting around, guys, in February and half of March again uh, for the next couple of years, talking about Aaron Willie or won't he? And, and he loves that; he dominates February. My guess right now, Nelly is is Jordan Love probably will never be the starting quarterback in Green Bay if I had to if I had to wager a guess sitting here today but again I thought he'd be the quarterback by now so um, uh, so much of this changes. None of us saw Aaron Rodgers coming back and winning back-to-back MVPs in in 2020 and 2021 um, after they took Jordan Love. So, guys, there's this. There's, there's so this league is so day-to-day, week-to-week, year-to-year. It's such a tough call. But Nelly, if I if I had to bet a few bucks on it, I, I I would think Jordan Love when he when he makes his next start, it's probably in a different uniform. All
0: right, Rob. Before I let you go, uh, again for our draft predictor, we have every year. There's only one guy I can remember. Every- we're getting it right it was Kenny Clark but when it comes to our brilliant beautiful minds that we have on such as yourself you did indeed pick Jordan Love the Packers they would draft him you were the only one to get it Robbie uh actually not I, I think a listener may have done that too no but I'll, you got the credit Robbie but Rob the pick is in with the 22nd pick tonight for the Green Bay Packers what does Rob Reichel think the green and gold will do
3: well, I don't think it'll be a pick 22, Evo. I, I think they're going to move up to pick 14 with Baltimore. And and I, I think they'll have to give up one of those second-round uh, second draft picks that they have. Probably, probably pick 59. Maybe it'll have to be 53. But they'll give up 22 and 59, let's call it. They'll get up to 14. With Baltimore, it's it's so crazy in the, in the middle there. They're going to have to jump over the Eagles. They're going to have to jump over the Saints. Some of these teams that uh, are, are undoubtedly going to take wide receivers themselves, and and I think they're going to leave with Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State. Uh,
0: love it, Robbie, and love your time. Let's talk tomorrow again, my man. How about the the nine o'clock hour tomorrow, right, Robbie? Absolutely perfect.
3: There will be there will be plenty to discuss. Yes, no doubt about will. it.
0: Rob, good times, bad times. Led Zeppelin playing out because that's what the draft is. Good times, bad times. Always a good time with you, my friend. Thanks so much, and have fun in Green Bay tonight.
3: All right. I, I absolutely will. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. See you, buddy.
0: There is Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, Conley Media. Follow him on Twitter at uh, Rob Reichel. He did pick Jordan Love, and it just jogged my memory. <laughs>